Welcome back to the podcast of wisdom and conversation. This is your host, Joshua Webster, and today, for another guest appearance, we have... Adam Harris. Welcome back. Thank you very much. We must, uh... You must enjoy this because you haven't left yet, so... I mean, uh, hey... Yeah. Once you're doing something right. I mean, I, I really just like to talk. I like to hear my own voice. Hey, there so we go. I'm happy with I it. I have heard some compliments from people saying that you have a radio voice, so... I I used to get those compliments uh, just about everywhere. I remember one time in, in college, uh, there was something up on the board or whatever. We were just reading it. Different people were reading and so I... Uh, so I just, I read it normally. I was super self-conscious. And I thought I was doing a terrible job. And some other guy was like, man, he's got that YouTube documentary voice. Goodness. <laughs> okay. Man, Never thought about man. it like that. Well, today I have a word. I have a topic that we'll just go ahead and jump into. And it actually has to do with a Bible verse this time. And it's going to be in wow. John 15, We're actually using 16. the Bible. Yes. John 15, 16. For so, following along at home. this is what it says. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. And what I really want to highlight and focus on today, and we'll kind of discuss and conversate, is you did not choose me, I chose you. You're right. You didn't know this, but I actually chose you, Josh. You're like my own Pokemon. I was I was actually thinking about that, because back when Pokemon Go was a whole thing, mm-hmm. we had a friend at our church that he had this whole thing where he'd be like, I choose you! And he'd like scream it and we're like, okay. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, there were a lot of kids doing that. That It was just, that was their quirky thing, you know? Hey. Just scream it out. I'm not gonna lie, me and my neighbor went out Pokemon going. Oh yeah, everyone everyone used to do it. Yeah. I remember after that it switched, uh, Jason used to do geocaching. Oh that yeah. That was the, the hot new thing after that. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty amazing that they used like an actual physical map of your actual locations yeah. to go find. I mean, that was pretty impressive. And did you know that they actually made a... It was like... I think it was called Jesus Go. It was hmm. it was a Pokemon Go parody app that you would, like, go and tell people about Jesus or something. Really? But it was, like, of Jesus. And so it was, like, it, like actually used your map... And you have oh, to go to certain locations. I thought it was going to be like showing you where Jesus is, and no, the entire map is just filled in. He's like, he's all around us. <laughs> he's omnipresent. <laughs> no, it was like a map, and it was like you had to go and like collect disciples or something. Really? That's was, interesting. I never actually played it, but I saw it. And it you might not even it. be a real thing. It could have just it, been a meme. It, sound, it, but that it was sounds hilarious. more like it would be something that someone would do for a meme. But if, I, if not, that's pretty cool. I was definitely impressed and... and had a good laugh at that. But you know that Pokemon goes like... I think it was Nintendo's that owns it. They're like stock, like 
skyrocketed after that. I was like, whoa, I should have yeah. put a couple dollars in that. Well, but I mean, I did didn't. you know that it was going to come out? No. Then so, that's too bad. I, okay. be, I bet you the handful of people who were doing a little bit of insider trading and such, they're like, hey. Yeah, they made some money. Pop off a little. <laughs> Anyways, I want to highlight that whole, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I think as humans and as people, one of the greatest things that we strive for is to be chosen. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, uh, of course, everyone... Uh, I'm about to go on a tangent, but but th- this continues on into the problems with uh, not just the scientific problems, but the emotional problems of the evolutionist worldview. The, the whole Big Bang, we're all here from nothing, is that... Uh, as far as we're concerned that that way, there everything is meaningless. Mm. We weren't put here for a reason. We're just here, and it leads to a very nihilistic worldview by definition. And so whenever you go with the worldview of, I was placed here for a reason, and I'm here to do something specific. In fact, uh, the word for church in the New Testament is ekklesia in the Greek, and it means called out ones, or the chosen ones. Meaning, specifically, we are those who are called out and chosen to spread the gospel and build God's kingdom on earth. And so, that advances this whole theology of being chosen. We were called out from eternity, brought into time, by God, placed where we need to be, when we need to be, and then when we're here, we get saved and we're called out to be a part of this church and build God's kingdom here on earth. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing that God has called us to such a great level and that he chose us. Mm -hmm. Even, Even after God, who knows all of our past all of our future has still chosen us and that that really is the thing um one of two things is going to happen whenever you get to know someone really well in my experience is either you like them a lot more or you like them a lot less (laughs) okay one or the other uh sometimes uh you, you know they they say uh what makes you fall in love with someone is not their qualities, but their flaws. You mm. fall in love with their flaws. Um, but I find that for the vast majority of people, the more you know about them and the more you realize that they have all these flaws, generally the less you like them. You're like, eh, they've got a lot of problems, you know. Uh, mm. Like, they're cool, but they've got a lot of problems, believe me. And so uh, to think that he knows all of your problems, not just the ones that are easily shown or that, you know, a person could regularly get to know you, but everything that's hidden, everything that goes on in your head, all of it, he knows all of your problems, Mm. everything you struggle with, everything, and he still chose you. He still looked at you and said, I love them so much, I'm going to choose them. Yeah. That's... Are you crying? (laughs) That was good. It looks like you're crying over there. No, I got a little teary eye. I'm not gonna lie. I, it, 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 because being chosen is such a and, 
amazing it is thing to comprehend it's it's a beautiful thing and and that's one of the most emotional things is just sit down for a second if you're at home uh you know pause sit down and really think everything that i've done all the things in my life who i am what i believe myself to be and yet still through everything he has chosen me specifically not because of anything i can do for him but purely because of how much he loves me he loves me so much that he chose me that he sent his only son and I know this is this feels like a cliche because we've heard it so many times. But imagine, if you're a parent, imagine sending your own child off to be sacrificed for someone else. Imagine how much you would have to love that person in order to do that. Mm-hmm. For the vast majority of people, there is no love that they could have for another person that would be that they would be willing to sacrifice their own child for that. Yeah. The vast majority of people they wouldn't they they wouldn't sacrifice their own child to save their life they'd say take take my life instead of my child's life mm. but the thought of of he loved you so much that it's not actually even his child it's him himself mm. uh, because he is one and three at the same time that's the point of the trinity he came down as himself and as his son all at once kind of hard to comprehend but <laughs> he came down and he said I love them so much that I'm willing to sacrifice my life for them. Do you have anyone that you would sacrifice your life for them? I don't know. I feel like it's easy to sit here and say, like, yeah, I, I give my life for them, but it's really something that I think a lot of people, they say, but they don't think about because they and, never have the opportunity. And it's it's something that really comes on on the line is you know you'd say oh oh yeah you know I'd, I'd give my life for you but then whenever you really get there and you think like imagine you're in an active shooter scenario or something like that and it's and it's you or a loved one what are you gonna do yeah and i've already made that decision at the very least for my sisters i would i would jump in front of a bullet for them yeah because when it comes down to it as much as i know that there is uh, things placed on my life that I have to accomplish here if it came down to it um, and it was between me or my sisters living it would it, I'd rather my sisters live yeah yeah as a dude I feel like I don't know maybe I'm weird but I I have that thought a lot like I'm mm-hmm. always constantly thinking like okay if somebody busts in the door right now with a gun what's my plan right mm-hmm. like I'm always thinking of a game plan how am I gonna oh, yeah. escape how you know who am I going to jump in front of a bullet for? And so I, I, I definitely have those people like, you know, I'm like, okay, hey, if somebody comes in here, I'm, I am pushing them to the ground and jumping in front of a bullet. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm protecting her. I'm protecting them. And that's something that, you know, as a dude, I'm always thinking about, like, yeah, somebody busts in. It, it's funny because I, I, re- I remember, uh, I think it was a Twitter poll or something, like for dudes specifically like have you ever comprehended being in a situation in which you would have to you know fight or die or whatever you know you know things like that like uh like you know high stress you could die situations have you ever thought of that and for it was for men and for women and for men almost every single man said yes 
Yeah. And it's it's because for almost all of us, we have we've we've thought about that. Uh, we we've said, okay, look, if something went down here, what would I do? How would you know how? Because you you don't want to end up in one of those sort of situations caught with your pants down you know you don't you don't want to just be there and like oh shoot i don't know what to do here and so well it's funny because so that that kind of poll came a reality to me one time i was sitting at canes with justin and my Mm -hmm. sister we were out getting lunch and and justin asked i guess both of us you know kind of like have y'all thought about it and he was like i already have a whole plan if he busts in that door and he was telling us, you know, I'll flip the table here, I'll smash the window, go here, go there, go there. And he, like, the whole game plan, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, if someone came in this door, I'd do this and that. And then, you know, I would definitely make sure, you know, like, my sister gets out here first. And, the, like, this whole game plan. Mm-hmm. And then my sister was like, huh? Yeah. I never thought about that. Well, oh, my goodness. But it's like, mm-hmm. it's crazy how guys have that instinctive protective nature yeah uh, for for women some women do but it's usually because they've been in a situation like that before and once they have been in a situation like that before that's when they start paying attention and like oh i need to be prepared yeah like i need to pay attention know what my escape route is know what to do and i've i've i'll admit i've gotten sloppy i haven't paid much attention to like you know oh if the crap hit the fan right now, would I be able to make it out alive? You know, and uh, it used to be on my mind pretty often. Now it's it's kind of slipped to the back. I should probably start thinking about that more often <laughs> with the way the world is going. Uh, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's it's something that's important to keep in mind. Is do we have a plan? And that's the beautiful thing is that God always has a plan. Yeah. He's he's got it down. He he had the plan from the beginning, and he said, "Look, if this is gonna go down, here's what I'm gonna do." And he was ready to execute it, and he did. Yeah, and he chose us. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's the craziest thing that he he made the decision, no matter what we've done. And, and at that point, the world has gotten had gotten so crazy too. Like mm-hmm. Adam and Eve have sinned. It was then, like, the world was so engulfed in sin that he had to flood it. And then it got engulfed in sin again. And he had to send Jesus down to actually save us. To give us, so that he could, because sin separated us from God. Mm -hmm. So we had to literally sacrifice things to actually get in a relationship with God. So he had to send his son just to connect us back to him. And that intentional choosing us is so beautiful and that's why I think a lot of people really don't comprehend that depth of how deep it is mm-hmm. like like yeah it's like oh God chose us you know cool like we love God we choose God and, but we don't think about what is it to be chosen mm-hmm. I mean we were talking about it earlier how amazing yeah. is it when you have somebody that chooses you with other options you know when, when people have the options of other people and they choose you. Mm-hmm. When they have other places they can be, and they choose to be with you. Mm-hmm. When they have, you know, opportunities, and they choose you. 
how great of a feeling that is. Oh yeah, it's it's always uh, because it it feels like you're taking. I don't want to say primacy, but uh, um, not preeminence. What's a what's a better word um, in that vein? Uh, and, uh, greater importance, basically. Yeah, priority. Priority. That's what it is. Uh, in in your life, and it it's you feel special. Mm. Um, and before we go down on a rabbit hole that way, uh, I did want to mention something I just thought about. Um, the way that creation worked that brought us about to the earth and where we're at, um, even though it may look that way in the English and the way that it's worded whenever you read through the creation story, the way that it happened wasn't that God just created a world and was like, oh, well, we need to put some stuff in here. Let's, uh, you know, let's put some animals and, uh, you know, maybe uh, I guess we'll put some humans or whatever, you know, things like that. Almost like we're an afterthought. No, no. The truth is God had us in mind when he was creating the earth. Yeah. He made the earth as our playground. He designed it for us. Everything in this earth is designed specifically for us. He had us in mind. Wow. He built this earth because he wanted a place for us to be able to grow and fulfill uh, what we could truly be. Following in his image, his footsteps, his glory, uh, it says we are a little lower than the angels. But in the Hebrew, the, it doesn't say angels. It says basically uh, God. Mm. We are a little lower than God. We are above the angels. We are second only to God in God's creation as humans. That's why we have full authority and domain over the earth. We lost it with Adam. We regained it with Jesus, the second Adam. So we have full domain and authority. That's how it was intended at the beginning. That's why the earth was created for us. Mm. We were intended to have full authority. You see it with his commands. He says, fill the earth and subdue it. Right? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. It's yours to take. You just got to take it. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a beautiful thought. I mean, like we're saying, just being chosen mm-hmm. is... When you comprehend that Jesus is is the one that chose us, that he sacrificed himself for us, you know, it's like, man, how how do we not... How do we not live our lives even more intentional towards God? And when you understand that somebody chooses you, I mean, I mean, I guess for me too, one of my biggest love languages is quality time. Mm, so when yeah. people spend time with me, I'm like, man, they chose to be with me. Because to oh, yeah. me, that's that's one of the greatest things people have is time. Mm-hmm. So when you give me it's time, one of the most precious resources. Yeah, when you give me time, whether on a phone call, FaceTime, hanging out. Any sort of, like, I'm giving you my time, and when it's undivided attention time, like, you are, like, I'm with you presently, I'm not distracted, like, to me, I'm like, man, you're choosing me, and that's beautiful. And then when you think that God is always there for us, like, he's like, hey, I'm always there, I'm I'm never too busy for you, man, that is, it's, it's overwhelming to comprehend. And I, I think that that's the 
problem is that we we get so caught up in life that we forget mm. and the truth is it's not that we uh you know are falling away or anything it's we we just need to be reminded yeah and in everything we do in life we need to be reminded and in a sense that whenever you think about it even god needs to be reminded mm. when you read the verse um just after the flood he puts the rainbow in the sky and you know why he put the rainbow in the sky it's to remind him right never to it's to remind him most people read it and especially with uh you know, Bible stories and everything for kids. They they think of it as, oh, it's to remind us. No, no, no. It's to remind him. And it's not that he doesn't remember or anything. It's not that it's not that he uh like like gone actually forgets <laughs> things or anything. It's not the case. He knows, but you're just bringing it to the forefront of his memory. Yeah. That's why all throughout the Bible it says, God remember your people remember your promise we're saying that because god needs to be reminded to bring it to the forefront mm. okay and as people we're made in god's image we need to be reminded in interpersonal relationships we need to remind each other that's one of the biggest parts of communication is reminding each other about things yeah. Okay. You know, you may be friends with someone for a very long time and you've got a particular preference and yet no matter how long it's been, <laughs> you still have to remind them of it. And that's okay. We need to be reminded. The goal is to learn how to do it in a clear, loving way instead of <sighs> I got to keep reminding them every single time we meet. No. You're made in God's image. You're going to have to remind them. Yeah. Well, even, even Pastor talked about that today. You know, mm -hmm. people influence your life. Just remind them how much of an oh, impact yeah. they've made on your life. And and even today, it's crazy because, you know, we talked about that in charts, but that this morning, I had a friend text me and say, hey, I just wanted to remind you I'm always here for you. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that it's like, well, I already know that, but it's, it's a reminder. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I had a friend do that to me last night yeah like, i mean it isn't a war that kind of just whoa that just hit me isn't that crazy that last night you had a friend remind you hey i just want to remind you i'm always here for you mm -hmm. and then this morning i had a friend text me i just want to remind you i'm always here for you no matter how busy life gets mm -hmm. and then pastor talks about it in church hey there's people that influence you and that matter to you in life remind them mm -hmm. and, then Man. We, and then we basically arrived on the subject on our own separately sitting here conversating before we started this I, I, I didn't connect the dots until just now and now I'm mm -hmm. like whoa That's, it's one of the beautiful things about uh, whenever you get into some of these matters is um, you start seeing things repeating mm. and that's a sign in the bible whenever you see things repeated in the bible it means it's established. It means it's important. Yeah. All right? If they say, uh, you know, that's that's why it'll say, I say this to you, verily I say it again, or something like that. You know, like, they're saying it again because it's important. It's important that you get this in your head. 
is basically what they're trying to say. But you will see the same themes pop up. You'll see the same things said multiple times throughout the Bible. Jesus says the same sort of stuff multiple, multiple times. That's because it's important. And so whenever you start seeing things in your life pop up multiple, multiple times in, in different contexts even, it's because it's important. Hmm. And so just know that. Whenever you start seeing things, start repeating themselves and start to, to really push up to the forefront. It's life reminding you, God reminding you, this is important. Yeah. I, I Connecting the dots now, I'm like, man, that is crazy that both of us kind of had that brought up to our attention. But how important, and, and like we've already said, how impactful is it to know that people choose us? Mm-hmm. That they choose to be intentional with saying, hey, I'm here. Hey, you know, whatever. Yeah. When people choose us. And how much greater is it to know that the the God of the universe chooses us every single day? That even when um, friends and family may fail us, and mm-hmm. everyone will at some point let us down or disappoint us, but that God is always there. He's never too busy. Mm-hmm. He's never going to not answer the phone. He's never going to not text you back. He's never going to you know, text you in a month later and whatever. He's never going to leave you, forsake you, forget about you, not answer you. Like, like God is the most important person to ever live or walk on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. He is the most, like, influential person, greatest whatever. he got so many names, right? God mm-hmm. is the, the greatest of greats. But yet he says, I choose you, and I choose you every day. Mm-hmm. There is not a moment that goes by that I will not intentionally choose you. And that's because, because what I want is the best for you. It says we, we are his bride. Yeah. And in marriage, you have to wake up every day and mm. say, I choose you. I choose this person. It's very important. Oh. You know, it, this this will be we'll bring this up later, but this is our challenge to you at home is find someone you love. You know, if you've got a spouse, tell I your spouse know what love is. I choose you. Your friends, I choose you. you know, they say uh, um something uh family by birth, friends by choice or something like that. Family by choice. Oh yeah. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but but you know, Tell your family, like, look, we may have been born into the same family together, but I still choose to be with y'all. Yeah. All right? Tell your spouse, tell your friends, I choose you. And, you know, I'm sure they know that, but it's always good to be reminded. Yeah. I mean, and like you you kind of touched on, marriage is choosing someone Mm -hmm. every day. That's... God, we are we are God's bride, mm-hmm. and He chooses us, and that's what I think God wants for us down here with marriage. Mm-hmm. His intention is that we would choose our bride or, or our spouse in the yeah. same way that He chooses us. Yeah, because even in our ugliness mm-hmm. and our messiness, we still say, "Hey, I know your flaws, I know your mistakes, and I still choose you." Mm-hmm. And that's because a, a great deal of things on earth are meant to 
mirror thing so a lot of things in the physical are meant to mirror things in the spiritual mm. and so um we are meant to our marriages on earth are meant to mirror the heavenly marriage of god and uh, the church, the church. Nice. all right so look at the model of christ and the church and take as that model how you should play out in your marriage and even a step further, everything the devil tries to mess with mm-hmm. is something that God wants us to mirror. Oh, uh, this is uh, is true, and it's because uh, the devil cannot create anything on his own. Mm-mm. He has no creative power. We have creative power because we're created after God. He doesn't. All he can do is pervert. Are you ready for he this? He takes what there is... And he perverts it. I just had the greatest example. The devil cannot create, right? Like Mm -hmm. you said. Imagine looking in a mirror. That mirror cannot create Mm. a reality that is not there. But you can mark on the mirror. You can smudge the mirror. When you take and a shower, the mirror gets foggy. And I hate that because I can't see myself when I'm trying to shave. There's also things like funhouse mirrors yes. that distort the image. And that's probably a more accurate description of what he does. In the, Whenever I say pervert, he's distorting what is there. Yeah. He doesn't have the power to make something new. He, he cannot create a reality. To, to he ruin can only distort your and, view uh, of it. And, um, oh, what's that word? I have a word right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> and, uh, what you trying to say? Starts with a C. Corrupt. Corrupt. And corrupt what is there. Hmm. All right. That's all he can do. Yeah. He can smash the mirror, he can fudge it up. He can make it a funhouse mirror, whatever, but he can't change the fact that he can only reflect what's there. Yeah. He cannot create the reality that the mirror portrays. And so the skill is to realize that, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What I'm seeing in the mirror is not the reality there. It's the uh, perverted reality. Mm. To, To realize, wait a second, this mirror is cracked. It's not showing what's actually... It, it, it may be showing what's there, but it's cracked. I'm not seeing what's actually there. Hmm. Okay? We imagine it... Realize when that's happening. We imagine it like, uh, what is it, Cinderella? Like mm-hmm. mirror, mirror on the wall? Yeah. That we can look in the mirror and it will tell us what we want it to tell us. Mm. But when we, in reality, it's like, no, we see only what's in reality. We only see... And the only thing the devil can do is try to distort that image. Yeah. And it's crazy. Because God's like, I choose you. Like, I'm I'm literally, I am reflecting you and I want you to reflect me. And yet we're looking at this distorted image like, oh my goodness. uh," And God's like, I'm choosing you. Mm -hmm. I am going out of my way to choose you intentionally. And so in marriage... You gotta choose your spouse, even on days that it stinks. Oh yeah. You are choosing to say, "Hey, 
I choose you. I got options. I got, I got plans. I got a life I want. I got my own, you know, a lot of people. I got my own life planned out. But mm-hmm. I'm choosing you. And even though it might make my life a little different, even though that our lives may combine and, and not look the way I, I have been planning it, I choose you over that. But that's the thing. Your life is not your own. Once you're married... Life's not my own. I know, that's the, that's the song that was playing in my head, too. You, but, you alone. But whenever you submit fully to God, life. and that Keep marriage is there with God, your life is no longer your own. Mm. Just the same as whenever you're married in the physical realm here, in yep. that marriage, your life is no longer your own. Yeah. You okay. are now choosing them. And that's the that's the thing. This is this is the big problem. The vast majority, well, really, all marriages end because of selfishness. Mm. It's because one or both people in the marriage got selfish. That's the only reason. They say it's finances and things. I've seen plenty of people, dirt poor, and still have There's plenty homeless successful people marriages. Better marriages. Yeah, it, it, money is not the problem. It's because you're selfish. If your marriage is failing, it's because you, your partner, or both of you are selfish. If I'm not. I'm not trying to attack anybody right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Somebody's gonna watch this. Like, what oh, the heck, man? Yeah, the, but it's the truth. Take a second and do some self-reflecting and look at things and say, why is this like this? And you'll see it's because one or both of you, most likely both, are selfish. This is the problem. People, especially nowadays, get married expecting that they can still be selfish. They expect that I can live my life the way that I want to. You'll live your life the way that I want to. (laughs) And we're going to have a nice good time of it. We're called to selflessness, not selfishness. Mm -hmm. And people get confused. They get into marriage because they want somebody because they want to be chosen Instead mm-hmm. of them choosing somebody. Pe- yeah, people get into marriage now because they want something out of it. Yeah. Not because they want to give something into it. Mm. And that's the big problem. That's why, because they're coming into it selfish, acknowledging that they're selfish, and basically saying, I'm going to stay selfish. All right? Yeah. They're saying, I'm marrying you because you provide me with something. And as soon as you no longer provide me with something... I'm out. This will end. And that's the problem. And so... If you're looking to get married, think on that. Really meditate that is you cannot be married and be selfish. It is incompatible. It does not work at all. So work on that. Yeah. And so really to wrap this up, I think I'm just kind of yeah. say like the beautifulness of that in marriage and in, in you know, we'll bring it back to the relationship with God. It's just that God chose us. Mm-hmm. He loved us so much, he sent his son. He He made a decision that, hey, you did not choose me no matter what you think. Even though you might think that one day you said, hey, Jesus, I want you in my heart. God says, no, no, no. From the beginning, I chose you. Mm-hmm. I have been choosing you every day. My plans from the past 2,000 plus years have led up to today because I chose you. 
out of the, the millions and millions of little seeds that could have been a human, I choose you. Mm-hmm. You were the one that was chosen. You were the one that grew and, and survived. Because of, out of all the, the possibilities of life, and then all the, you know, kids that don't make it, and all the people that die before they even turn our ages, or, or before they turn one, two, three, four, five, out of all mm-hmm. those people, we are still here because God said, I, I still, I'm still choosing you. I still have you on a purpose. There's a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. You are anointed. If you are still here, you're still chosen. And if you're, you know, people that passed away, hey, they were, they were still chosen. They were chosen to go with God. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but it's an intentionality. Okay, the fact that we are even alive or even got a chance to live means that God chose us. Yeah. And that is one of the most beautiful things I think I can ever imagine. Because I know how, um, how beautiful it is that people choose us in everyday life. How much more beautiful is it to think that God chose us? Exactly. Out of billions of people. And so thank you, dear listener. Because you, today, have chosen us. Thank you, you for choosing us. To listen to us today. Thank you for and, choosing uh, to listen to the whole thing. Yes. Uh, so, we are thankful for you. We Go just out. want to remind you that uh, we're very thankful for you. We and thank you. And we, we challenge you to go choose somebody. Yes. Let them, uh, not that you choose somebody, but that you let the people that you remind choose know. Them. Remind them that, hey, I choose you. I choose you in a friendship. I choose you in a relationship. I choose you as my spouse, as a family member. Hey, I choose you. You mm-hmm. have an impact on my life. So, go out. Let the people that you love know that you love them. And live life. And we, again, thank you. I believe that there's a reason that you're listening to this right now. And I believe this is going to have an impact on your life. And so take it, run with it, use it, and live. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you next time.